0: Hello, welcome back to the Standard Time Celtics podcast. I'm Brennan Curie, a Standard Time Celtics writer, and I'm joined today with Sam Schilling, a longtime Celtics fan and the UMass Dartmouth men's lacrosse assistant coach, and Wesley Sykes, a Standard Times news reporter and also a longtime Celtics aficionado. So uh, we're we're talking the day after a 123-101 win. Kind of almost everything went right in uh, Game 5 there. They got the 3-2 lead. They go into uh, Washington with a chance to close it out there. Uh, So what were your initial thoughts uh, off of Game 5? Sam?
1: Yeah, the things that jumped out at me were how even the stat line was in terms of scoring. Like, it's really nice to see when Isaiah, um, who had 18 points, uh, but Avery Bradley led the way with 29, shot really well. Al Horford had almost a perfect game. He shot 8 of 9, 3 of 4 from 3-point, ended up with 19 points, and, you know, was doing it all kind of playing that point center position that he's uh put together and then jay crowder without like shooting um out of this world he shot 40 percent six of 15 um but he he also had 18 points played really well and then the other number that really popped out to me was on 46 um made field goals uh 33 were off of assists so you see that they're playing that celtics basketball they're sharing the ball they're working towards the open pass or the open shot and, Had about
0: um, a dozen assists more than the Wizards.
1: Yeah, the game, so. yeah, no, they were they were working the ball, and that's kind of their culture. Because then, mm-hmm. when you look at the season long stats, um, they only trail uh, the Golden State Warriors in terms of Assist. you know assists per game. Mm-hmm. So I think there was a lot of good stuff, but again, it's things always look really good when the shots are falling, and then you know when they're not, it's a it's a fickle game. So um, yeah, but man, it was fun because I was just pretty much start to finish. Like they jumped out and just. Jump down their throats, so
0: Leslie.
2: What'd you take out of that one? Uh, yeah, they were home, so they won. I mean I think That's <laughs> kind of how this, this series is going out, you know. They're going to be on the road for this next game, and I expect a similar performance of what you've seen out of Washington at home. So yeah, yeah. I, I kind of throw out all logic at this point. I'm just going with the home team. Yeah, you know, the home team, whoever whoever has home court advantage uh, for the final two games. Luckily, it's the Celtics. Uh, I think comes out the winner on this, but I think it was nice that they came out and showed some life, and they showed that. Maybe, you know, they just don't play well in Washington at this point because they came out and did exactly what happened to them with the Verizon Center uh, for those those last two games. So, mm. you know, I think you said bound scoring. I think that's nice to see uh, whether that can be maintained in the next game. You know, I think that, that performance from Avery Bradley, uh, I'm not sure if you can get another 30-point game or something close to that. He's got those golden retriever hips kind of going <laughs> on. So, you know, I'm not sure how long uh, that could be sustained for, if you can just kind of shoot him up or something and get him – uh, feeling numb for those, those 48 minutes, but yeah, I thought if, if you can get a them or... get a
0: shot, and then send them back. Right? Yeah, some, yeah, some right.
2: little tortoral or <laughs> something like that, right? Yeah.
0: No, uh, with, if home court advantage is so important this series, why wasn't it last series?
2: That, I, I home think team that's...
0: won one, one and five in the last round against Chicago, yeah. and now uh, home team's won all uh, five games in this series.
2: That's, uh, I think it's a little bit of, of a, a matchup thing, right? So you, you talk about uh, you know Washington being a, a fast transitional team, a uh, little bit of a younger team. Uh, so I think that you know if they get punched in that mouth quick, I don't I don't think that you see that fight that you might see out of a Jimmy Butler, a Dwayne Wade, and a Rayjean Rondo for two games. Don't uh, have experience
0: going into a hostile right. And I Maria think I think we'll, we'll we'll kind of get bone. on that
2: like, a little bit further about you know playing with that momentum and being able to ride that momentum. And when that momentum's not there, can you bring yourself up to that level? And I think that's what you've seen out of both teams so far. Is that. Yeah, when when the you know the it's not you're not coming up all roses on all your shots. Like, can you get yourself out of that slump and continue pushing through?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've only really had one dogfight. Um, mm-hmm. What was it? Game three. Game, yeah. Uh, two, or game two. Game yeah. Isaiah. Isaiah. Of, yeah. Yeah. Fifty three
0: overtime yeah. yeah. game.
1: But and other than that, it it has kind of played out to that script of you know somebody punches first and uh, or they you know. Um, On a big run or something, and the other team just kind of folds its tents, and and a lot of that has to do with you know either being at home or or uh whatever the case may be. But yeah, it'll be interesting moving on to game six because I'd love to see after a performance um like game five, you'd love to feel like they're building and you know they're they're sharing the ball, the Mm -hmm. um the rest of the cast is getting involved, they're getting more comfortable. Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, uh, Marcus Smart did, you know, kind of one of his, you know, filled the box score in, in a number of different ways mm-hmm. uh, game. But you just, you don't know, you know, it's, and now it's including the four games in the regular season. There's uh, been nine games between these home two teams, teams and won. the home teams won every one. Yeah. So that, that's a pretty big number at this point in time. Uh, you know, nine games is a pretty sizable uh, sample. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to
0: see. I was curious after that game because uh, it does seem exactly like you said, like when they're – it seems so simple. But when they're playing well, they win. And when they're not playing well, they lose. And it was like, all right, so what, what caused them to play well or play poorly? And I went through a bunch of different numbers, and I just – I tried to find that one causality, and I couldn't find it. You know, it was a lot of things like when they, uh, they're they 4-0 and they grab 40 or more rebounds. They're 6-0 and they commit 13 or less turnovers. You know, they're 6-0 when they have an offensive rating over 114. So when they score, when they don't turn it over, when they rebound, they win – uh, so it seems to me that it's, it's almost just kind of how they come out each game in that mm-hmm. first quarter, uh, maybe game one when they got blitzed to start the game, but how do they come out? Are the shots falling early? Is the ball moving? Are they getting out in transition? And then that momentum just carries them through, and it's maybe less about the X's and O's and halftime adjustments and putting this guy on that guy, and uh, just a little bit more about just kind of how the whole team's feeling if they woke up on the right side of the bed that day sometimes, it mm-hmm. seems.
1: Yeah, well, you know, shooting is a, it's a funny art because even the guys that are really good, you know, uh, what do they shoot, 45%? So, you yeah. know, you're missing more than you're making, um, even if you're the best best in the league. Um, and it comes and it goes. So, uh, we'll see. The one good takeaway, though, to me was within Isaiah's 18-point performance, you know, he had nine assists. Yeah. Uh wasn't called on to play so much because he got to take some time off in the fourth quarter. Um, But I think that's what we're seeing with Isaiah, Um, and the questions come up a lot of like, is he a superstar, is he not a superstar? And what I'm seeing is, Isaiah's an awesome player, and I'm so glad we have him on the team, but he has to, you know, accept his limitations, and if there's a team, which the Wizards have decided to do, they're taking away what they think is our best option in Isaiah Thomas as a scorer, and a couple times early in the series, or game three and four in Washington, he was just putting his head down. You know, just going to the rim, kind of missing tough shots and getting upset. And now we're seeing that he's drawn to and kicking it out and either starting, you know, they're spinning the ball to the backside or he's finding a guy for a three-point shot. And that's really promising to see. And I hope, you know, it's kind of pick your poison. Did he show enough where then the Wizards change their game plan and they say, okay, well, we don't want the uh, perimeter guys to hurt us. So we're going to let Isaiah go one-on-one. Or are they going to stick to their guns, and Isaiah is going to have to continue continue to show that he'll be a pass first point guard in those situations. So um, that that'll be one interesting thing to watch. But again, at this point, with with all those yeah. the home team wins, you know, who knows? It could all just be you know hot air. So.
2: Do you th- do you think ego plays into that at all with Isaiah of him maybe not wanting to give the ball up in the second or in, in this next game? Yeah, and wanting to prove that he you know two two games under twenty
0: points. You want, you want he can be a series closer, that, you know, closer. know. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. Isaiah aspires to be called a closer.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's tough to say like what how he'll decide to play it. I mean hopefully, I and I really do think like, you know, there's that nice story if he, he was texting Avery who's been a you know a close friend for a sure, long time right. saying and this was Avery a guy who had scored twelve points in combined in games three and four mm-hmm. if, you know, saying to Avery like uh, you know, I know I know you got a big game coming up, like I'm really thinking of you and all this stuff, and lo and behold he, he ends up You know, leading the team in scoring. So when you hear stories like that, you really do think, "Oh, man, he bought in. This is the team thing." Sure. Um, And I don't even know if it's he's thinking big picture when he's getting so determined to go to the hoop, or it is just kind of this: I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get mine. I'm gonna prove you wrong. I'm gonna show you that you can't stop me. Yeah. You it's know, so stubborn sometimes, yeah, because I, I think mean, that's a narrative that's played in his head for a long time. Being a guy that's sure. been told at every turn, you know, that he couldn't do it, mm-hmm. that, there's not many guys with a bigger chip yeah. on their shoulder, but sometimes mm-hmm. you're winning the battle. Like, I, you know, you always tell people, like, even you could be the best player, but because of the way they're guarding us, you could be our worst matchup on the floor. And I think sure. that's really hard for people to wrap their minds around because there are those chosen few, LeBron James mm-hmm. comes to mind, that are always the. Are always a plus matchup just because they're you know physical outliers and right and and Isaiah that's just not his game you know or that's just not his skill set um,
0: now what but, was it? you think turned around Avery Bradley's game there I mean you mentioned the text from Isaiah I'm sure it was a little more than that. It was interesting to me because I'd almost kind of written off offense from Avery Bradley at this point, yeah I was so committed on the defensive end it was kind of like all right, just have him do his best. Uh, you know, on John Wall, usually. And then, uh, you know, if we get any little bit offense out of him, great. And then 25 points in the first quarter, throwing or, out a couple transition dunks. Yeah, pass, I was, sorry, yeah, yeah, I think it was but yeah. a
1: 14 in the first quarter. I, and I, I really do think a guy like that, it is, you see the first shot go in. Mm-hmm. You get an easy layup in transition. You get another one. And all of a sudden, you cannot miss. And it really, like, basketball is such a funny sport that way, where you'd have a guy that has been ice cold and been kind of outside of the conversation on the offensive end. And then all of a sudden becomes um, an absolute star. Uh, So I think, you know, it's early and it's, it's not going to be consistent. I don't think this means that Avery Bradley down the stretch is going to be the guy, but it must be great for his confidence, you know, but sometimes it's hard for those, those role role players Maintain that consistency. Yeah, because you know. and, and game to game, because I think it's either there or it's not, and mm-hmm. you might even surprise yourself if that first shot goes in. All of a sudden, you, you're ready to go, and if you miss two or three, you start
0: passing up it a little a little bit, along. Yeah, or, you see it with Jay tight- Crowder it. a lot too. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah.
2: so. I just wonder, you know, who do you expect that to be? Who's that secondary guy? If they continue doubling Isaiah and he's continually have to dish the ball out, you know, who do you expect to be that next guy to kind of fill in and and take that role that Aver Bradley had?
0: I think it's nice because they have three different guys I think who could do that. But I think, I think but yeah, it but, could be Avery Bradley, it could be Jake Crowder, it could be Al Horford, mm-hmm. and it could be whoever comes out and is feeling right that day, yeah, we've and seen it shooting from well that day. Kelly Olynyk, Kelly some, Olynyk, even you know, he, um, possibly You could always get that game out of Marcus Smart. I don't know if we've really seen it. in yeah, the yeah, offensive round, round of the playoffs. Yeah. I'd but almost think Terry Rozier season, had a has games impressed me over. more
1: on the offensive end than yeah. Marcus Smart oh, yeah. at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be you know they've kind of the one thing I would say just getting into that rotation is that it does feel like with Jalen Brown, he played 26 minutes. He didn't have a point, but right. he I think he did a lot of really important things for them defensively, and he gave them another kind of sure. bigger athletic body um, who could guard many positions and and played with the great intensity. He started a couple fast breaks. Um, but, you know, so now you have – he, uh, Jalen and, and Terry, and then Marcus and Kelly, and then that starting five with Amir Johnson. So now it's like, okay, I got you know I got my nine pieces, mm-hmm. and and who out of those guys are going to help you? And I think Amir Johnson is the only guy with very limited offensive oh, upside. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, hats off to him because he, he, within his limited skill set, he a did a very minutes. nice job. Yeah, yeah like he, six, six point five know. boards and or, and, and, and like, intensity, like calling out the defenses. I saw that's helping them set. Like he does a lot of he those a nice dunk
0: early on. They kind of get yeah, some energy. Yeah, a little alley. <sighs> just kind of yeah, barely he, scraped yeah. over the rim. <laughs> he <laughs> kind of like Avery's dunks too. Such that a, that's what the Celtics are though. exactly known for, other than Jalen, yeah. maybe, is uh, thrown down. But yeah, it's,
2: it's a precipitous drop from him, though, right? I mean, from what you've seen in the regular season, or just being kind of a steady Eddie guy and getting these DMPs. And it's like it's like I my knees you know, hurt <laughs> watching him come up and down the court. You know, it's it's kind of it's painful to watch.
0: Yeah. He's, uh, it'll be interesting because, yeah, he was, uh, yeah, a, a, what, 7th, 8th man during the regular season? and uh, Amir? Oh, sorry, I thought we were going back to Jalen Brown. No, so, no, okay, Amir, maybe, yeah. yeah. I was wondering yeah. why his knees were hurting there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, yeah. His, uh, yeah, no, Amir, I just think, you know, we started with that Gerald Green switch where it was like, okay, this was a big team that you could go small on. And now all of a sudden you've got a bigger team that you can't go small on because we had that, you know, that Otto Porter, Markeith Morris, and Marcin Gortat. Like, you need another big guy so Al Horford can then play the four or whatever you want to call it. So, um, yeah, I think Amir is not in the plans. Like, I look at a lot of these guys and I say, they're either a piece or they're a placeholder. And Amir is very much a placeholder. Placeholder. But he's doing a nice job in that accumulating over the last two years. He's started now, you know, close to 150 games. So he's got a lot of, you know, um, institutional knowledge about, you know, what what do we want to do in this certain defense yep. and they show yep. here? And I think in... He he showed the intensity last night that had kind of been lacking, and I don't know if it was a health thing or. But in those 18 minutes, man, he he was tough. Yeah, yeah. Just I think that's a, a nice uh,
2: the institutional knowledge. I think that's that's actually a great, great, like positive spin on it. That's a yeah. nice way to look at it as, as one of the advantages of having him in there. Because I think that that's true that that mental kind of aspect of things and knowing the offense and the defense, but. God, uh, the results. I, I just am not not crazy about. You know, seven points, four rebound, five whatever. He's it was the old today. veteran
0: quarterback. He can read
1: the yeah. field,
2: but he can't
0: make the throw.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. He knows he knows what
2: he has to do. It's just the execution. Of yeah, that he's point. just
1: kind of running into that wall. I think yeah. he's always been like a jumpy six foot nine undersized center. And now he's becoming an undersized center who's a little more ground not, Yeah, yeah. that's just a tough comment. Like he's, he's not long for the league. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, you know, I mean, they, you yeah, know, and, his, his and contracts kudos, up after this year, so yeah. it's not like and kudos to Brad for sticking or with him, because like. I after the last game I was starting to think, oh, how can they, right. you know, uh, rejigger the lineup so um, uh, Kelly Orford, can be in yeah. there and and mm-hmm. you know how do we get a, out from Amir? But I think again, a coach who's with them every day sees kind of some of those things that. The casual fan who is just kind of read uh, going over the box score might miss out on. So, who knows? Uh, but in that point too, you want. I guess you want to keep them in that starting lineup to keep
2: him around the better players, so you're not hurting the guys off the bench. If you take Kelly, you know, off the bench and into the lineup, that's one less scorer that you have coming coming off that bench for that second unit, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think if you ever if you did something like that, that, you'd shooting, have to, especially, yeah, you know, make sure that Amir was kind of partnered with. Because he is such a complimentary big, like he, it does seem like he just kind of sets those high screens for Isaiah, and he kind of floats around there, and doesn't really have too much that he initiates himself. So, yeah, you'd have to couple him with a score on the bench, right? You know, so who knows? You know, they didn't. It didn't come to that, and uh, we'll see. So, yeah, we'll see if there's even uh, what yeah. lineup
0: changes are made. I'd, I'd almost expect more on the wizard side. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. not from lineups, but like you talked earlier, how they attack Isaiah, whether they keep double-teaming him. Or not, because you know they have been holding him down. To yeah, I think that 30 be combined points in the last two games, where they've really been double teaming him. Int- but like yeah. you said, Isaiah's been making the right basketball. Yeah, or they put party. all their
1: chips in and they say we doubt that Isaiah will two games in a row defer, and he's going to get a you know a B in his bonnet and you know try to go off for 40. <laughs> put his or head something. down and yeah. Then,
0: uh, <laughs> uh, so that yeah, looking ahead to Game Six, uh, it's obviously in Washington. So is anyone going to pick a road win for the Celtics, <laughs> Sam?
1: What? Uh, I I think I had the season seven, but I was pretty excited by this, um, you know, the the last performance. Uh, but you know, I'll will stick with my original pick. Um, so that would be a loss for him. But man, I I hope I'm wrong. So
2: oh, Wes. <laughs> Yeah, they're on the road. They're losing. That's, that's <laughs> how it, that? yeah, it's, it's done. Yeah, No
0: more Just, thought processing. All anymore. you got to do, look up where the arena yeah. is. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> look it up yeah. on Google Maps and you know who wins. I'll book it, yeah. Yeah, should we let Vegas know about this? Oh, uh, I got my booking on speed They've, they've probably factored it in. Yeah. I'm not sure we thought about it before them. But uh, for me, it's, it's a little interesting because uh, I picked actually the Wizards in seven before the series. Um, so I should be expecting the Wizards to win in Washington, but this reminded me a little bit of the last series where I thought in Game 5, especially in the fourth quarter of Game 5 against the Bulls, was when the Celtics played their best basketball of the series at that point, and then they came out in Game 6 and kind of just continued that uh, and got the win in Chicago and finished it off. So a little bit of me is like, hmm, it might follow that same pattern, but uh, in the end I think I'm going to still go with uh, Washington winning and then
1: uh, we'll see what happens in yeah. Game 7. That'll be but you, you would love to see... As then we start to think forward, like we'd love to see, oh, the Celtics, you know, figure something out and start to build, mm-hmm. and are able to kind of overcome this uh, home court um, super advantage. Yeah, you know? so it'd be nice
0: to see uh, so, a road win, maybe give you a little more confidence going to the Cavaliers. I don't know if yeah, like, yeah, anyone obvious, out there is right? really You're thinking just that a brick wall at that point. Exactly, yeah, well, that Celtics and Wizards are playing for the whole, right um, to lose to the Cavaliers. Yeah, there, what is, team. is this
1: the uh, recital <laughs> to get to? You know, the big performance that we all everything's. Uh, Cavs and, and Warriors. It's kind of already been preordained. It feels like with a uh, with a lot of the commentary, you know, this is all just uh, you know, it's just
2: it's just lining the pockets of the
1: owners forma. at this point. You yeah, know, the, yeah. the, the the thing we have to go through. You know, the um, <laughs> the papers we have to fill it's like out. It's all foreplay. Yeah. <laughs> there we we'll it yeah, there we go. we will keep it PG thirteen.
0: Yeah. So I mean, would you would any of us give the Celtics a chance against the Cavs? They would have home court advantage. That was a. Uh, that's yeah, about that's up that one C—that's about the only have. advantage. Uh, we did would. talk earlier. Isaiah Thomas could hide a little bit more on J.R. Smith than he can hide against on the defensive end than he can hide against anyone in the Warriors. And uh, you know, there's not really an, a center that you got to worry about scoring, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to, to Robin Lopez and Marcin Gortat have both kind of been double double machines against the Celtics. Yeah, although feel good. Tristan Thompson can rebound.
1: Yes, offensively, especially he's he is there's whatever uh, skill set. It goes into offensive rebounding, like anticipation or, you know, the quick jump or second jump. Man, he's he's got it because he's really good, and he's you know he's only six foot nine. It's not like he's a yeah reading rim bear. angles and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Good so, of that type of thing. And I just Very might clever.
2: point out uh, LeBron James, right? I mean. Oh wait! Oh wait! Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just thought that that might be a big a big difference that in that sad. series. Right? Well, yeah. Are they playing <laughs> in these days? I wasn't sure <laughs> yeah.
0: if he was. Uh, no, he doesn't some... play in the regular season. But oh, okay. He's, just, yeah, he, he's yeah. been
2: to six straight finals, so he, yeah. he just he just waits for. Yeah. That said, though, the Celtics' Gaffin Jay Crowder has matched yeah. up against him well in the past. Yeah,
0: Avery Bradley's even had some success, and Marcus Smart. So I mean, they got three different guys they can throw at him. Obviously, I think the Cavaliers win that series, and. Five, maybe six games at the most. Yeah, but uh, if you took out the skill levels, which I guess you can't ever do, but <laughs> they match. Uh, they seem to, if you go position by position, they almost match up a little bit better against the Cavs than the Wizards.
1: Yeah, well, the two, you know, elite guards, and then uh, with with the Wizards, and then, and then the uh, with with, with size, and then playing two bigs, and then a really really long small forward and Otto Porter, um, definitely gives them. Some challenges, and the one thing about the Cavs is they do have kind of a a, a stationary offense outside. You know, it's ISO heavy, and th- there's a lot of guys you know spreading the floor. So there's usually two guys in the corners, and w- what we saw with uh, Isaiah being able to guard people that were much larger than him when they're committed to just stretching the floor in the corner. Um, you know, it's a spot to hide them. Yeah, James um, Smith or Kyle Korver. Yeah, but know. I mean they are playing. At such a high level, and then on the other side, the Warriors are playing at even a higher level. <laughs> what are they? So well, they have
0: an average uh, margin of victory of over 14 points. The yeah, game I think of it was yeah, so
1: 14 or 16, it's, yeah. and it feels like it probably could be more if they had uh, kept their starters because they're even like resting, um, you know, S- Steph Curry and, and uh, Kevin Durant, you know, for stretches where they're both off the floor. Which it seems like if they're going to get pushed, you know, at, one of those guys is going to be on the floor at all times. So. Uh, yeah, just it feels like it's the run-up to, you know, a prize fight where they're just going through all the, uh, yeah. you know, knocking over the... This is uh,
0: episode number three. The right of, uh, right. The under- yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, do you guys enjoy that? Do you like the, you know, this, you know, Cavs, Warriors are going to, you know, harkens back to the, you know, several times there have history. a history of the Celtics and the Lakers... You've had the Bulls and the Pistons, you know, a couple teams that always seem to kind of run up against each other, I guess, both yeah, Pistons. Yeah, I, I think that's what yeah, you want to see. finals, but,
2: but... I think that's what you want to see. I think that's what, you know, if you bring it back to the Celtics uh, of the 2008 variety, you know, I think that's Lakers what you love to see going up against the Lakers, I and mean, you like to have that rivalry renewed. And when they came in on Christmas, it was payback from beating them, you know, losing in game six in the finals. So, yeah, yeah I think I think that rivalry, especially on opposite sides of the coast on two different conferences, I think that's a little bit tougher to get to. you talk about not just the teams having played against each other, but you know, the the battle for the face of the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's LeBron and it Steph Curry it's and This Kevin is where the Durant NBA seems to, to, yeah, the one to not he, try
0: to be like the NFL as much. The NFL is always looking for parity. Yeah. different teams in the championship every year. The NBA seems almost content a little bit to yeah. just have I, a couple of powerhouses. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I would like to see teams get pushed even if it's just one or two games where they end up losing, but just something where they're having to make adjustments, and they're having to, uh, you know, figure it out. And you know, you hate to see it when it happens with injuries and things. Um, but yeah, you just hope that there's uh, a little more strategy. So even if the Celtics can provide that um, for the Cavs, I mean, uh, an Eastern Conference Final run, and we're not there yet. Um, but for this group, and then you know, sitting on next week with on Tuesdays the draft lottery, I, I just can't remember the last time you know a team was. You know, the, in contention, and you know we're kind of on the cusp of being in that final four group, mm-hmm. and, and short, then having it's like Pistons. Yeah, 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 yeah we talked about, about last time, and yeah. then
0: the Celtics themselves. So were it's last.
1: uh, it's a it's an exciting spot to be as a fan, yeah. and then we also have those draft and stash guys that I think are going to mm-hmm. uh, Ante Zizic and um, Gershon uh, Yebusele. So we've got some, you know, there's there's a lot of hope, even if we're not quite there, because I really don't think I think for the next two or three years well kevin durant just signed a one-year deal
0: him and steph curry are both free agents but i can't imagine the warriors went into that not expecting to resign both of them yeah but so I, they, I, they know how the cap work will work i don't know how it works but yeah. they wouldn't have entered into that i'm sure thinking it was just a one-year thing and they couldn't repeat it yeah so, you wonder and I think then, they'll keep those four if, together if they write and, the
1: language because if you can offer you know, have four guys that are like max contract guys that just seems like an awful lot um yeah, the, that, well, that remember the salary like cap yeah.
0: Salary cap went up quite a bit last offseason, if you remember. Yeah. So, yeah. everyone kind of got an extra max player almost. Yeah, you know, well, I was almost thinking of cap. it because the Because the Pete used to be able to do it just by, off by a little bit, and it all mattered with the order they signed the guys. Uh-huh. You know, Dwayne Wade always had to sign last because he was the guy who had Larry Bird franchise rights. So, that would, you know, there's a lot of cap implications of the yeah. order the guys have to sign. My guess is Duran would have to yeah. sign first, and probably Steph Curry would sign after. Um, so, but yeah. I, I can't imagine that they went out and spent a bunch of money on Durant for a one season rental. Uh, so I, I'd expect those, those guys to be back there, but,
1: uh, yeah, well, there's going to be a few, you know, a few years. And I think the East is, um, just cause the Cavs, you know, winning what 52 games this year and all the drum that went on there, there might be more of an opening on the Eastern side. But so I mean, was, as long as the Cavs keep those guys together and are playing that brand of basketball, cause it's crazy to have, you know, a, a four superstar team. That leads the league in assists. You yeah. know, that's so willing to share the ball, so willing to make the extra pass. Uh, you know, it was so, interesting
0: reading those Kevin Durant comments when he first got there. It was like this is a whole new way to play basketball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So to put a smile on his face. So It's
1: it should be interesting, and yeah, it, it does sometimes just feel like this is all just kind of silly. And why don't we just you know let them play a twenty eight game series and you know call <laughs> it a call it a season. <laughs> so.
0: All right, well, uh, game six between the Celtics and the Wizards is at 8 o'clock on uh, Friday night, and uh, we'll probably join you in between game, well, maybe it'll be after a series win, or maybe it'll be heading into game seven. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for Wesley Sykes and Sam Schillen being with me. I'm yes. Brennan Curry and uh, any last words, guys? Or?
1: Take care. Go see. Yeah, All go right.